The Seattle Seahawks officially have a new coach with Mike McDonald taking the reins for Pete Carroll. What does this mean for the Seahawks short and long term? And why do they ultimately decide on McDonald? We're going to be breaking it all down in our Wednesday edition of Locked On Seahawks. You are Locked On Seahawks. Your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings 12. This is Corbin Smith, host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, your daily Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Glad to be joined on this historic Wednesday by my co-host in crime, Rob Rang, and a special thanks to each and every one of the 12s out there for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week, whether you're listening in nearby Tacoma or across country in Syracuse, New York. We appreciate each and every one of you. The Seahawks making history today, hiring a new head coach, Mike McDonald, coming over from Baltimore. They made quick work, made sure he didn't leave without signing the dotted line, and he will be taking over for Pete Carroll as the new head coach. We're going to be diving into what was behind the decision to pick McDonald, and we're going to start building a staff, offensive and defensive coordinator candidates, for the first-time head coach. It's a jam-packed episode coming your way, courtesy of FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Now for your lead story here on our Wednesday edition of Locked On Seahawks. It's finally happened. Seattle has a new head coach. After a three-week search that spanned a bunch of candidates, a lot of second interviews, including Mike McDonald having that second interview today, his second in 24 hours. That looked to be a sign by itself right there that the Seahawks were hoping to close the deal here. And as we've talked about quite a bit in this show over the past several days, this was the candidate that I kept hearing murmurs that this is who John Schneider really wanted. And he impressed him in interviews. And now he gets to call Seattle home. The Seahawks have a new coach with great defensive pedigree. They're hoping can get this team back into contention moving forward. Yeah, and that, that to me is one of the things that's most exciting about this, Corbin. Is if you were just to ask me from a football you know, fan perspective, what was I hoping that the Seahawks would do? It would be to hire a head coach with a defensive background like a Mike McDonald. I mean, I, you know, I understand the 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 push to to want to hire a, a coach with an offensive background. Five of the last Super Bowl champions have an offensive background. I, I get all of that. Um, but you know, to me, you and I have talked about this so many times, and we're we are running game aficionados. We what, what has been the most frustrating thing is the Seahawks analyst, the Seahawks fan to to watch over the last couple of years just kind of the way that the Seahawks especially on the defensive side of the ball but along the line of scrimmage as well have just progressively become softer and unable to you know match up with the physicality of some of the other teams in the NFL especially the teams in the NFC West division I mean it's just absolutely galling to see a team like the San Francisco 49ers be represented in the Super Bowl when you think that you know you you call that club a rival 
of, of yours. And so to see the defensive coordinator that was, in, in my opinion, the best in, in all of the NFL this past season, as I said, it when the Seahawks got thumped by the Baltimore Ravens, that was the most complete team I saw all season long. You know, we talked about this before. I mean, led the NFL in, uh, in all of the most important statistics that you're looking for. Never had been a team uh, in defense lead the NFL in, in, tax, in, in sacks, in takeaways, and in points allowed. And that's exactly what Mike McDonald and the Baltimore Ravens were able to do. So I think when you consider his age, when you consider just his upside, uh, I think that this wasn't just the best hire for the CX. It was the only hire for, yeah. for John Schneider. If they wanted really to kind of build for the future rather than just kind of kiss the rings of the past. It was telling that the Seahawks waited this process out the way that they did. They weren't able to get that initial interview before the wild card round started per league rules with Mike McDonald. They weren't able to get that interview and they interviewed five other candidates twice, but John Schneider just wasn't going to rush into picking somebody that wasn't the right fit. And all along, it seemed like as long as they got an opportunity to talk with Mike McDonald that he was going to be someone that had a strong opportunity here to get this job. And that's ultimately how it played out. They met with him yesterday in Baltimore and within 24 hours, he's in Seattle and he's visiting the VMAC and they were trying to close the deal. And John Schneider was able to make it work. This seemed like a really good fit all the way around. And I talked about this in the bonus episode that I had earlier today after news broke. I think that this is a team personnel wise that probably piqued the interest of Mike McDonald, because they do have a lot of pieces that should fit in really well with the scheme that he has been running in Baltimore and he's going to be bringing here to Seattle. But that's part of it. I think when you're looking at really why this selection was made, you're bringing in a defensive minded coach that has had great success as a coordinator, both at Michigan and now in the NFL the last two years in Baltimore. He's 36. They went from the oldest coach in the NFL to the youngest coach in the NFL. And I think John Schneider wanted to have a young coach in here that was going to be a long-term option. But to me, the biggest reason why the Seahawks were leading this way is that Mike McDonald, even though there are a lot of similarities scheme-wise with what he does, what the Seahawks have done the last couple of years, you just have a lot more disguises. You have a lot more, I don't want to say trickery, but this is not going to be as vanilla of a defense as what we've seen. And I'll tell you another thing, it's going to be a physical group. If they're not physical, they're not going to be playing for this guy. And you see the way players rally to Mike McDonald on the sideline in Ravens games. I heard some people say that, you know, he's kind of a quiet guy, more of an introvert. Watch the sidelines during games. That's all that I care about. And players clearly get fired up playing for this guy. I think this is going to be an excellent match. And really all along, he was the guy that they were zooming in on, that they wanted to hire for this job. But they had to play the process out and see if he truly was the best fit. And it, clearly was here making quick work, getting him on the staff. There, there's so many things you just said there, Corbin, now I want to kind of bounce off of, I mean, one of the, one of the things that you said there is just acknowledging the man's age. I mean, 36 years old. And again, Pete Carroll, twice that age, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a couple of conversations with John Schneider over the years. And one of the things that he was most proud of, of when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, was at least at that point, it was the youngest team in NFL history to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. I, I think that he loves the fact that 
he just hired the youngest head coach in the NFL. I think that he just believes again that um, this is something that is exciting right now. It's going to be a hell of a lot more exciting in the next, next couple of years when you start to see this team develop under Mike McDonald. And another thing that, that I really want to make sure that I kind of talk about is you said that, um, you know, the, the Seahawks defense perhaps in the past could be described as a bit vanilla. Well, this is a very Neapolitan type of a, of a defense that, uh, that Mike McDonald has been able to bring to the Baltimore Ravens, Michigan Wolverines over the last couple of seasons. The success speaks for itself. And, and then finally, just the, the, the loyalty, frankly, that uh, his players, some of the coaches who have worked with him over the years, again, at Michigan and Baltimore. I mean, you just you hear the things that Jim Harbaugh said about Mike McDonald when he brought him in as defensive coordinator, that John Harbaugh said when he hired him from his brother um, and the, all the different players. I mean, whether it be a, a relatively young player like a Patrick Queen or, a, um, you know, to me, it's what's most exciting is the veteran Kyle Van Noy, a guy who played under Bill Belichick, played under a lot of different NFL head coaches, and just to see and hear the words that their his former players say about him and how they just gush about him. And then finally, my last point here, Corbin, as you said in your, uh, you know, you, you had the the kind of a an episode here where you were on Johnny on the spot and, and kind of reported the news as it broke and. And you mentioned how there is a lot of scheme and personnel uh, comparisons between the Seahawks now and what uh, that Mike McDonald is leaving in Baltimore. And I 100% agree with you. I mean, you have some players here who I think should be ready to pop under a guy like Mike McDonald. I, I really think that what, what can Draymond June, Jones do? Uh, under a Mike McDonald, what can we see from the young corners in particular? And again, the inside linebacker position to me is one of the things that I think is most fascinating about the, where the Seahawks are right now and where they could be in the future. I think there's a lot of personnel fits here that make great sense with what the Ravens did with their personnel the last two years. And certainly there's some areas that could be shored up. They're going to be looking to bring maybe some guys that he coached in Baltimore. There's some really good defensive players that may hit free agency for the Ravens and the Seahawks might try to bring in one or two of those players to try to have more familiarity. But then you get guys like Mike Morris that played for him at Michigan too. Yes. So there is going to be some carry over there. You've got some players that have played for Mike McDonald. You have some guys that really fit his scheme. Players like Jordan Brooks are going to be free agents, could be really good fits in this defense as well. So it's going to be really fun to see how all this plays out. And we're going to have a ton of time to look at the roster and what moves might be coming up. But first, got to get to the coaching staff. Who is going to be on Mike McDonald's first coaching staff? And so let's start building the staff. We are going to look at a trio of offensive coordinator candidates for Mike McDonald's staff. That will be coming up next here on our Wednesday edition of Locked on Seahawks. This episode is brought your way by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. They've got superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered in all facets. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, 
your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Locked On Seahawks. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. Glad to be joined, as always, by my co-host in crime, Rob Rang. And a special thanks to all the 12s out there. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. We greatly appreciated a historic day in the Emerald City, taking the throne from Pete Carroll, who, after 14 years, is moving into an advisory role We've got Mike McDonald, a first-time head coach, now the youngest head coach in the NFL at 36 years young, going from oldest to youngest coach. Quite a switch up for the Seahawks, but don't let the age fool you. This is a guy with a great defensive background, a defensive whiz. The Ravens' top three in scoring defense each of the last two years. Number one this year, they also led the league in sacks and takeaways. As you said, Rob, the first defense in NFL history to be first in all three of those categories in the same season so dominant defense all year round for the Ravens and now he gets a chance to bring that to Seattle but of course the defense is going to be covered with McDonald coming in the big question now is who's going to be calling plays because you decided to go with a defensive coach so that's always the question who is going to be the one leading this offense that has a lot of pieces a lot of talent but underachieved to an extent last year. You were looking for somebody that can come in and get the most out of this offense to go with an improved defense. And there are some really natural fits. This has been a group that's been picked down a little bit. There's been some quality offensive coordinators hired by other teams. Some of them have gone as head coaches. But there are still some really natural fits here, including a couple coaches that have background from the Baltimore Ravens. And so I want to throw this first name out here, and this might not be one that a lot of Seahawk fans are familiar with, but if you watch college football, you should know who T. Martin is. They won a national championship at Tennessee and also was the offensive coordinator at USC for three years. So played against the Huskies. This is a relatively young coach still at this point that hasn't got his chance to be an OC yet, but he's got a play-calling background. And you and I talked about this yesterday, Rob. When you're looking for head coaches on the offensive side of the ball, you're typically looking at quarterbacks or offensive linemen. And T. Martin is a guy for as young as he is, he's already got a really lengthy, impressive resume. Oh, he really does. Uh, I think that just the fact that he is the quarterback coach of the Baltimore Ravens right now and, and considering the the um, the improvement that we saw from Lamar Jackson all season long, I, I think that it, there, there's been an awful lot of folks who have gotten an awful lot of credit for Lamar Jackson's ascent this season. He, he may just wind up being the MVP. Um, and I think that T. Martin deserves as much of that credit as anybody. As you mentioned, you know, he, he this is a former player himself, a, a star player at that uh you know but i just love the fact that he has been able to um you know keep up the rapport with young players and and also improve them i mean everywhere that he has gone they they have flat scored on you know scored the uh, and move the football. And, you know, especially when you're going up against a defense as good as Mike McDonald's, and that's saying something. Um, so if T Martin is in fact the direction that Mike McDonald wants to go, then I think that that is something that is super exciting. We talked a lot about, uh, you know, Dave Canales, for example, and, and the quarterback coach, of course, with the Seahawks and then, and, and wound up going to Tampa Bay and now is then the head coach, uh, you know, in Carolina. And that to me is the kind of trajectory here that we're seeing with T Martin. That 
would be my only caveat here to this is as excited as I'm about a, a guy like a T Martin, that that is one of the things that some have been concerned about is do you, is this a player? Is this a, a, a coach who is so good that he has a possibility to perhaps jump all the way up to a head coach here soon? So because T Martin's relatively young, then maybe that is a possibility. And that, that's why I'm going to kind of mention a, a guy in, in Greg Roman, who is another former Baltimore uh, coach then, and he's been lots of other places as well. Um, but uh, and, and again, it, it's the, it, it's a little bit of a tip of the cap to the Harbaugh uh, tree here as well, but it's also getting back to what I think that the Seahawks need to do. Um, I think that anytime you are going to play outside in the weather, and obviously that Seattle has, and then I, I and especially when you're going to have a defensive personality, like you now, of course, are going to continue to have with Mike McDonald as your head coach then I do think you have to run the football. And that's one of the things that Greg Roman did a great job of establishing um, in Baltimore previously in San Francisco is a run-heavy approach and, uh, and a play action. And I really think that that sets up well, go back to your point, sets up well with what the Seahawks currently have in terms of the running back and as well as a quarterback in Geno Smith, who is as deadly accurate off a of play action as any quarterback in all of the NFL. Roman had a ton of success in Baltimore, San Francisco. You mentioned the physical ground game. Seahawks fans know in the Harbaugh era in San Francisco with Frank Gore, and that nasty offensive line, their ability to run the ball down your throat and play a physical brand of football. That carried over into Buffalo the couple years that Greg Roman was there. It carried over into Baltimore. There was an expiration there from the passing game standpoint. Baltimore felt they weren't getting enough out of Lamar Jackson, their receiving core, and they ended up pinning that on Greg Roman. And I do think that there might be some teeth to that when you consider that. I don't think he's the flashiest when it comes to passing concepts and developing quarterbacks, but developing run games, there are very few guys out there that can develop ground games the way that Greg Roman has. And so that might be a really good fit here. And the other thing, He's been around for a while. Like you said, T. Martin, he might be that flashy young coach that becomes a head coach after one year as an OC. Greg Roman, you could probably keep him around for several years because he has been in the league for a while. He's not that hot young candidate at this point. Whether fair or not, he is a guy that has coached with McDonald for several seasons, so those two know each other. It would make sense. I want to mention real quick somebody that Seahawks fans already should be familiar with if you listen to our show regularly. We've been talking about him as a head coaching candidate but I think that there's another reason Mike Kafka got two interviews with the Seattle Seahawks. And we see this around the league that coaches that are up for head coaching jobs, sometimes they're looking for that next step. And in the case of Mike Kafka, even though he was the offensive coordinator for the Giants the last two years, he hasn't been the play caller. That's been Brian Dable. So you couldn't hire him as a lateral move as just an offensive coordinator, but if you are Mike McDonald in this case, you know the track record of developing Patrick Mahomes, which Kafka played a big part in that early in Mahomes' career. What he did with Daniel Jones two years ago might be even more impressive. Jones had a breakout year that allowed the Giants to pay him, and now that looks questionable, but he earned that money with a breakout year taking the Giants to the postseason because of Kafka's presence as the quarterback coach. Do you give him that assistant head coach tag? If you do, then you can hire him away from the Giants because that is no longer a lateral move. Would you be willing to share that with another guy that would be technically a first-time head coach, a first-time assistant head coach? But I think Kafka's quarterback developing background it would make a lot of sense here. 
Oh, I 100% agree with you, Corbin. And I think that because Mike McDonald has signed for a six-year deal, this isn't a three- or four-year contract. This is a little bit longer than a lot of NFL contracts that these head coaches get. I'd like to think that he has the comfort in recognizing that he's the man. Um, and, and so perhaps the Seahawks might be able to lure Kafka. And, and as you said, I mean, the, the Seahawks have already had a couple of different interviews with Kafka. because So clearly there is some mutual interest here. Um, and, and, you know, look, I have a great deal of respect for Brian Dable, the head coach of the New York Giants and all of the success that he has had in New York and, and previously, um, especially with the Buffalo Bills. But he's kind of an agitative kind of a guy. And, and so I, I can understand why a young coach might want to kind of get under, uh, get out from under those wings and perhaps have an opportunity to kind of do his own thing. And yep. so I, I do think that Kafka could be a really interesting interesting fit for the Seahawks. And as we put on the graphic there, and for those of you watching on YouTube, thank you as always. Those of you listening, it is, I think, an important factor here. Mike Kafka served as the West coach for the East-West Shrine Bowl, which is actually going to be uh, televised on Thursday. And you're going to see, I think, some future Seahawks uh, playing that game. I love the idea of Seattle going with a guy who has played that role of a head coach at times, also has the development uh, skills to, you know, to, uh, you know, improve a young quarterback and then again just has eyes on the field with the east west shrine bowl as well yeah that is something that i think has to be noted here that the fact that he's a head coach in one of these all-star games that is a huge feather in his cap especially for john schneider his first time being the full personnel authority now without pete carroll on board having that guy that was literally there coaching these players would be a huge payoff for the Seahawks and I think as an offensive coordinator it would make a lot of sense I just didn't think he was ready for the head coaching job just yet but this again it'd be another young guy that you might only have for one year and he's a head coach that's the downside but it would be a really good coach to have with Geno Smith and potentially a young quarterback coming in from this draft class so it would make a lot of sense when we come back it's defense time even though Mike McDonald's the defensive coordinator coming the head coach they're going to need a defensive coordinator to go with them. We're going to look at three candidates, maybe some internal ones, some outside candidates as well that could fill out the defensive staff for Mike McDonald in Seattle. Don't go away. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Locked On Seahawks. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat in the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Of course, we got to include the commercials as well, including Doritos, which I think they have the best ones. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also places bets or has bets which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Locked on Seahawks. This is your host, Corbin Smith. Glad to be teaming up with my co-host in crime, Rob Rang. And a special thanks to all the 12s out there. Thank you for making Locked on Seahawks 
your first listen five days a week. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure to check out the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel from Locked On on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 coverage needs. They've got the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Mike McDonald becoming the new head coach for the Seattle Seahawks, replacing Pete Carroll, a first-time head coach, the youngest coach now in the NFL at 36 years of age. He will be bringing a defensive background with him from Baltimore, previous experience as a defensive coordinator under Jim Harbaugh at Michigan as well. He's been under both Harbaugh's. That makes a pretty intriguing candidate coming to Seattle. And even though he's a defensive-minded coach, he's going to have to have a defensive coordinator on his staff now that he's going to have all these head coach duties away from X's nose that he's going to need to manage. And there are some fascinating names out there as potential defensive coordinators. We started talking offensive coordinators with another member of the Ravens staff. We're going to start the same path here on defense. And this is a really interesting one. Zach Orr last played for the Ravens in 2016, unfortunately suffered a spine injury. He tried to make a comeback, worked out for teams, but nobody signed him since his career ended early. He has played a number of different roles on the Ravens staff. <clears throat> he's been a defensive analyst. The last couple of years, he's been a linebacker coach. He unfortunately spent one year in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, which there were some really good coaches on that staff that unfortunately had to deal with that chaotic mess. But this is a really young coach that has been groomed in Baltimore staff. He has worked with Mike McDonald in several seasons, different capacities. And obviously he brings a pedigree as a former second team all pro player as well with him. So I think this guy's incredibly fascinating. And just the fact that he's been in the scheme, helping coach linebackers. We saw how good those linebackers were in Baltimore. I think Zach Orr is a home run candidate, even with no defensive coordinator experience. He has worked with Mike McDonald, and that is a big deal as he tries to make this staff, put the staff together. Yeah, you know, somebody a lot smarter than me, Corbin, used to say that, you know, familiarity breeds success. And I, I think that that's exactly why we were talking about guys like a Greg Roman or a T. Martin on the offensive side of the ball. And again, here with a Raheem or, or excuse me, Zach or. Um, and, uh, you know, I, again, I, I think that it is just it's a testament to Zach Orr and what he brings, not only as a former player, but just his his instincts, his ability to connect with young players. Look, the, the Baltimore Ravens might have had the best one-two punch inside linebacker in all of the NFL a year ago. They made the big trade for um, Roquan Smith, of course, from the Chicago Bears. But it really it was the development of Patrick Queen that I think was the most impressive thing. Patrick Queen a year ago, two years ago, was was basically viewed as a possible bust. He has not been the consistent player that Jordan Brooks has been for the Seahawks. Um, and so I think the fact that uh, that Queen has risen to the throne, so to speak, um, really is a testament to what Orr has done, and certainly to Mike, Mike McDonald as well. And so I do think that it makes an awful lot of sense. Again, though, as I mentioned before with T. Martin, I just think that there's a little bit of danger if you are going to be linking up with a young up-and-coming young up-and-coming coordinator because they might get lured away to be a head coach elsewhere. Now, John Harbaugh, again, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, he, he is one of those who just kind of acknowledges, hey, if I'm doing my job, then my coaches are going to get lured elsewhere. 
Um, and so I think that there is something to be said for that. But in the same way that I kind of mention, acknowledge the the young brilliance that is Zach Orr, uh, I'm going to mention a guy in Leslie Frazier who is a you know coached for a long time in a lot of different spots. I mean, he's been head coach. He's been with the Buffalo Bills. He was with the Baltimore Ravens here just recently, not in an official capacity, but still working alongside the Baltimore Ravens, kind of like in that advisory role that Pete Carroll supposedly is working on with the Seahawks. And certainly Steve Hutchinson has also worked with the Seahawks. That matters. And I do think that the age of Leslie Frazier, he's not going to get hired to be an NFL head coach somewhere else, but I think he also can play kind of that mentor role that let's be real. I think Mike McDonald might need at some point this season. So again, I think that if, if the Seahawks are going to be casting a relatively wide net, I believe still for a defensive coordinator, even though the young man, and I say young man, 36, I'm 47 myself, the young man that the Seahawks brought in as head coach here, I do think is going to need somebody to talk to at times. And with Leslie, Fra Leslie Frazier being uh, you know, one of the more respected defensive minds in all the league and certainly brought that toughness. You mentioned or certainly Leslie Frazier brought that same type of toughness to the game. I do think that that might be somebody for the Seahawks to consider as well. I do think the head coach experience element is something that really would be invaluable for Mike McDonald here because he hasn't been a head coach at any level, high school, college, NFL. You want to have somebody that has done this before on your staff. And I think somebody that you've worked with in Baltimore, even if it was just as an advisor, you know that Mike McDonald worked with Leslie Frazier. They're both defensive minds. They're both defensive gurus. And the head coach experience in Minnesota, that is invaluable here for him to lean on with somebody that he already knows well, has worked with professionally. You can lean on him. And oh, by the way, he's a pretty damn good play caller on defense too. So if you're wondering, hey, can I get some advice what we should do here? Leslie Frazier is a pretty good mentor to have there as your defensive coordinator to help with that. So he would be somebody that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I mentioned him as a dark horse head coaching option, potentially if the Seahawks wanted to go that route though McDonald was always somebody that I viewed as a front runner here. Going in the same vein, but also having some more familiarity, how interesting would it be if Mike McDonald ended up hiring the man that he replaced as the defensive coordinator in Baltimore? And people forget, Wink Martindale, he had three straight years as defensive coordinator in Baltimore where they were a top three scoring defense. Things kind of unraveled late in his tenure as the defensive coordinator, but he has had a ton of success in the league. Hit what he did with the Giants last two years with the lack of talent they have at some of their positions. He had some issues with head coach Brian Dable, as you mentioned. That seems to be a constant with a lot of the coaches that he has worked with in New York. But Wink Martindale was a popular coach in Baltimore. He was under John Harbaugh for a long time. He has worked with McDonald. McDonald was a linebackers and secondary coach during the time that Wink Martindale was the defensive coordinator. So these two have worked together a ton. It wasn't like these guys, it was just in passing when they hired McDonald. He worked for several years with Wink Martindale. Now, there would be some scheme things they have to work through because Martindale is a much more aggressive coach when it comes to blitzing than what Mike McDonald is. But at the same time, these guys have a working relationship. There is an aggressiveness there. I think they can find a middle ground that would work. And he's just a really fun coach. A lot of guys like playing for him. He's had a long track record of being a great defensive coordinator. So this could make a lot of sense on a number of fronts, too. If Mike McDonald wants familiarity with somebody that's been a coordinator a long time and he's also spent several years working with. 
No, I 100% agree with you. I think, again, these are some really in, in interesting candidates that uh, Mike McDonald has a great deal of experience with. And, and I think we'd be remiss, Corbin, if we didn't mention some of the, the, the former Seahawks assistant coaches that might also be in the mix. Now, of course, this is going to be Mike McDonald's staff. He is going to hire whoever he wants. But I think that it's interesting that, say, Andy Dickerson has not yet gone anywhere else on, as the offensive line coach. That might be somebody the Seahawks bring back. Passing game coordinator, Sanjay Law special teams uh, coach um, uh, Larry Izzo, um, I, I think are some of the, the coaches that were under the previous regime under Pete Carroll that uh, Mike McDonald might be wise to consider bringing onto his staff as well. Yeah, I think there's a chance we could see a few of those coaches come back potentially at the same time. Mike McDonald's best chance of success is bringing in some coaches he's familiar with that he knows have done a good job. And I don't know that you can go wrong bringing in coaches from John Harbaugh's staff that were with you, with how well he has done over the years developing coaches and number of guys that have gone to coach elsewhere. So I do think that you are going to see a lot of coaches that he's familiar with that are coming over from Baltimore or from other teams that he may have coached with in the past, and maybe a few of these other Seahawks former coaches, maybe a Larry Izzo, somebody like that could make sense to bring back. But it's going to be fun here the next few days as we start to see who is going to fill out Mike McDonald's first coaching staff in Seattle? Because this is now a crucial matter for McDonald and the Seahawks. You're only as good as the assistants that you hire. And building a strong coaching staff is going to be imperative for this team to have success under its new head coach. As always, you can follow me on X and Threads at Corbin Smith NFL. You can follow Rob at Rob Rang. Subscribe and follow Locked on Seahawks on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will have some clips from Mike McDonald's introductory press conference live at the VMAC. And we'll be starting to look at personnel groupings, which players should be back, which players may potentially be on the way out with a new head coach. And we'll have some updates on the staff being built under Mike McDonald. Jam-packed episode coming your way. Make sure you're listening in. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's episode. Go Hawks.